Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I am here with Vicki Louise, who is a coach and a podcast host, but also is like really just a queen in the productivity section of self-development. And so Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more about what exactly you do and just your journey to get to this point? Yeah, so I really help people achieve more in less time. We think things take time. We think it's not the right time. We are struggling with our brains that are wired for a different time. So we find ourselves, you know, procrastinating or hustling and can't seem to do anything in the middle. And I'm really like kind of a time brain ninja. So my clients come to me because they want to achieve more while doing less. So with more time off, more quality time off as well, without hustling. And I got here because let's be real, I was the hustler. Trust me, I was... I once had three jobs at the same time, one of which was like a full-time office job. One was a weekend pub job. One was an evening nightclub job. (laughs) I wanted to be a hustler as well. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be like a hustler. Like it's so cool. And like I used to, when I was younger, really look up to working women that that were like, you know, seem to be working all hours. And I was like, that's going to be me. And then fast forward, you know, I was waking up with daily panic attacks actually and not knowing actually what they were because like my whole, everything that I'd known about anxiety was the very mainstream stuff. Whereas actually what was happening for me was I was waking up into panic attacks and then calming back down and continuing my day. So that started, so I really started honing in on mastering anxiety and how to get shit done with it. And as I was working with clients, I was like, oh, what's really happening is the this is slowing people down so that they're spending a lot of time in shame and judgment and fighting anxiety, which like, to be honest, we've evolved to have. And then I, as I was going through it, I was like, ah, what my client, what really happens is they just get more done in less time. And that's part of it. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that story because I used to be the girl who would like plan every minute of every day. Like nothing could change. Like I had to have it that way. And then one day it just like, just like clicked in me and I was like, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I actually doing with my life? And so, yes, obviously I still schedule things, but it's less, it's more like flexible and fluid than it is sort of like, I have to do every single thing at this time, no matter what happens. And it's honestly given me a lot of more freedom to just go out and maybe go get my nails done or go, you know, just grocery shopping in the middle of a Wednesday or whatever it is. And it honestly, it just like, it feels so much better. So where did you sort of like learn a bunch of this stuff? You know, I know obviously it's from a lot of personal experience, but were there any sort of like classes you took or, you know, courses or, or trainings you did or whatever? truth bomb time so I have certified as a life coach at what I think is one of the best schools in the world called the life coach school but I actually so I studied economics and I used to work in finance and a lot of the things that I teach 
around time and the brain have roots in economic theory and and finance and numbers. So really, I like a lot of my clients will say to me, like, nobody speaks about time like you do. I do think and for anyone listening, when I first came into personal development, I was like, oh, I've wasted all these years working in finance and studying economics. And now I'm like, oh, that's that's what's allowing me to create steps that aren't there and, and solve in a different way. So that was that's a fun story. But um, lots of personal experience now having coached hundreds of clients, certified at the school and continue continually learning and putting myself in rooms where I'm surrounded by other people doing the work. And really, I continue to invest in myself, but like in my brain at, at the highest level. Yeah, that's the most important is like it just investing in yourself and just, you know, realizing that like what you put in, you're going to get back as much, much more. I want to know something that I've sort of been tackling uh, lately is like procrastination. So I want to know like, what's your take on it? Like, what are your best tips? Like, just, just, just lay it all out. Well, let's just go. It's go time. Yeah, listen, everyone, we evolved to procrastinate. Our brain is wired to conserve energy, avoid failure, continue doing what we've been doing and live in habits. That's how we survived. That's how our predecessors survived for like 40,000 years in the world. And like these computers, their one job, by the way, is to keep us alive, not make us happy, no matter what you see on Instagram. And they just want to keep us alive. And they're like, well, why would we do the thing when we could do nothing? That sounds like a smarter move. It, you know, we don't know when we're next going to have to run away from a tiger. And it would also say, why would we fail? Failure used to, you know, we could do this and other people could have opinions. We could get kicked out of the tribe or we could fail and we could fail to find adequate shelter. And then we like our brain just part of our brain, the subconscious part, just hasn't caught up with quite the speed at which the world is moving and technology is moving. So the first thing I would say to everyone is like just knowing that can save hours of judgment and shaming ourselves because of how our brain evolved. Like, oh, you procrastinate. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Like, so that's the first thing I would offer. And I say that because that often is the thing that's leading to more procrastination. I was just speaking to her former client catching up and she was saying that was one of the big things that changed for her was she was spending more time watching Netflix because she felt so bad about what she hadn't done. So that's really interesting and worth sharing. The second thing I will say is like, let's understand why you are procrastinating because it's always one of a few reasons. It's either our thoughts about ourselves and a lot of us describe ourselves as procrastinators. I would do the same thing. I'm like, I'm just a procrastinator. I'm just really good at last minute stuff. Like, you don't like, I just work better under pressure. I had all those stories. So how we describe ourselves basically gives us permission in this like self-fulfilling prophecy way where our brain's a supercomputer. And if we're like, I'm a procrastinator, our brain's like, procrastinator, programming enabled. <laughs> and then we show up that way. <laughs> the second is because of what we think about what we're about to do. So if we're like, this is going to be hard, or I'm going to fail, or it's going to be boring. None of those are going to motivate our brain to be like, wake up, we're going to do this. It's going to be like, nah. The third is our thoughts about the other stakeholders. So if there's other people involved. So for example, it could be, well, I want to go live on Facebook for my business, but nobody's watching. Well, then you're not going to, your brain's going to be like, well, then we're not doing it. Or other people are going to think X, Y, and Z about me. And your brain's like, no, we don't want people to have thoughts about you. Or if you've got like a boss that's a dick or a friend that's, being a bitch, right? Whatever it might be. I do swear a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever it might be, 
there's always a reason and it tends to fall into one of those pillars. The fourth final one that I will give you is our thoughts about time, right? We have like a story. This is going to take too long. I've got too much. This, like all of that stuff. So if you want to solve for something, the first thing you want to do after you remove the judgment is actually get real with like what's going on. And it can be a combination, but it might be as simple as like, oh, I don't want to do my taxes because I've told myself I want to be, it's going to be boring. And I'll even give a client story here. She was like procrastinating on her taxes for a, a while. And she was like, I, don't, I just don't want to do them. It's just boring. And I was like, so don't do them. She was like, what do you mean? I said, just don't do like, here's your permission. Don't do them. And she goes, but then I'll go to jail. And I said, yeah, so you don't need to do them. You, you can literally not do them. And she's like, well, I don't want to go to jail. I was like, well, then you want to do them, don't you? And in fact, if you were in the backseat of a police car now and the gates were opening and someone said, excuse me, miss, do you, if you don't want to go in, you could just do your taxes now. What do you think you would do? She was like, oh, I would just do them. <laughs> like by the next week, she was like, oh, they're done. Yeah, that is so good. I love that example because it's like, you think that, everything like like you're like oh like this thing like oh it, it doesn't mean anything so I don't have to do it it has a meaning to it in some way shape or form that's so cool I think that a lot of the time for me and a lot of people I know like my procrastination is teamed up with my anxiety and so it just like it becomes worse in a sense I procrastinate because like I don't want to do something or I just don't feel like it and then on top of that it's like my anxiety is like no like you obviously don't have to do this because you could fail all the things what have you seen in your experience and through your clients that like when you are sort of like a massive procrastinator on top of having some sort of anxiety, like what is that like and how can people work through it? Yeah. So I'm so glad you said that because there is the anxiety procrastination loop where our brain's like, I don't want to do this. I could fail. This is going to be terrible. And our brain's like, well, then let's not do it. And then our anxiety, and then sorry, our procrastination is like, well, let's not do it. And then our anxiety is like, oh my God, we're not doing it. We're terrible. We're going to fail. We're not going to and it just compounds and compounds and compounds from there. So it's really important to recognize that those two are totally related and will continue to feed each other. And obviously, we just want to like put a little chip, a little crack into it and get started on something. Another thing that I will say happens is because of what we know about anxiety and how we speak about anxiety, and it's this big problem, we can have like a deadline and then we have anxiety and then our brain's like, we have to solve the anxiety before we go to do the work, which isn't true. Because guess what? I'm just going to say, just drop this truth bomb. There's no such thing as anxiety level zero. You're not going to get there. It's a distraction. The truth is you can get things done with anxiety. Now, listen, I want to clarify that I'm not speaking to anyone who is unable to get out of bed, is unable to go to the shop, is unable to hold down a job. There's a spectrum of anxiety as well which is important to say, but most often the problem is we experience anxiety, which is we literally evolved to have it. And it's literally going to show up every time we step out of our comfort zone. So think speaking on a public stage, applying for a job, going for a job interview, launching a business, like anything else, launching a podcast, like whatever it might be, it's supposed to be there. That's why we evolved. It's evolved. We evolved to have it so that we would stay inside the cave. So when we do step, you know, life is best lived on the edge of your comfort zone. That's saying life is best lived with anxiety. It's the same thing. They come together. <laughs> so I had a client once and she told me that she'd spent like four hours sweeping the floors to try and like calm her anxiety. And in the end, she didn't get anything done. So she was more anxious about the things she hadn't got done. 
So it's really what I would say to everyone is when your brain is offering you that you need to solve your anxiety to get things done, challenge it. Is there something that you can actually do? Even if it's not everything, what is something? What is five minutes that you could give to that project now? Because one of my clients said this recently, she said, starting is the hardest part. And I said, that's what your brain wants to tell you because then you won't start. Because the truth is, the hardest part is not doing and sitting in the judgment and the shame and all that stuff. Starting is actually, it's when it gets easy. Yeah. Again, when you are feeling anxious to say, oh, I'm going to do this four hour task, probably not the way to go. But to say, oh, I could start by doing, this is something that I know that I could do. And then once you are in it, it's like the ball is rolling Yeah. I always say like, start small and go from there. Because if you just commit two, three, five minutes, whatever it is, then you're just going to want to keep going and going. Yeah. And it just spirals into like, oh, I've been getting things done for two hours now. And I like my, you know, my whole list is done with. And so I definitely, you know, I have been practicing that more and more for sure. And it's definitely helping. But I want to talk about something that I think that you sort of like just are the like I, I don't know I just feel like you're like just the one of like the top experts in this area and I want to talk about like time hacking and I think it's very similar to what I do with my schedule but I want you to talk about it first and just tell my listeners like what exactly it is. So time hacking what I mean by that I think other people have, I'm sure have used those words together, but it's the name of my group. And so I, I probably am one of the experts in it because this, because how I'm going to describe it is how I've defined it. Um, for me and how I teach it, time hacking is removing time from the success equation. And what I mean by that is when you are saying, think about how many phrases we use, like, oh, I need more time. Time heals all wounds. Give things time. Things come in time. Time heals a broken heart. All of this stuff where we just give time responsibility to, to sort our shit out when it's not time. Actual things have to happen. That's why we're not all moving on the same time. Not everyone in the same age is living the same life. Not everyone that's worked at the same company for the same amount of time is working the same salary. Not everyone that's been in business for the same amount of time is having the same success. So we know that actually it's definitely not time. But as a society, we've widely accepted this excuse, this surface level story. I don't have time. Things take time. What actually is it? So what I do with my clients is we uncover what actually is it because results happen in an instant. Change happens in an instant. The difference between signing a client and not signing a client, an instant. The difference between being single and being in a relationship, an instant. All of these things happen in instances. So what actually do we need to create to make those instances happen? And what I specialize in teaching my clients how we do this, it's not actually about time. It's really about how we manage our brain, how we make decisions, how quickly we implement on those decisions and don't backtrack and change our mind and how we face fear and failure. Because typically what's going to happen is our brain is managed for a different time. So it's distracting us and, you know, all the good stuff that we've spoken about. And then we make decisions, but then we're a bit afraid of things failing and not working. So we go backtrack on those decisions. So we waste years, literally years, (laughs) with like an idea in our head that we're not putting into play because of the fear. So I really help my clients change their whole story around failure so that they fail more, therefore learn more, therefore get smarter. They just get far better results. And really it's about focusing on your time on and switching off, like actually switching off your time off. 
Yeah, that's powerful for sure. Taking time out of the success equation. I've never heard it like that before. And so it's so interesting. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, sort of wrap my brain around it. Well, you have a mask geek. <laughs> I always say that failure is more productive in a sense, because when you fail, it's, it gives you so much more than like, obviously succeeding is wonderful and great, but the more times you fail, the more times 10 you'll succeed and it'll even be better than it was before. And so I find that so, so, so powerful. So before we roll into the final question of the podcast, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on social and on the web and just all the places. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Vicky Louise underscore underscore underscore, but it's V-I-K-K-I. And maybe one day I'm going to change it to at Vicky Louise Coaching. <laughs> like three is my lucky number. <laughs> anyway, um, so at Vicky Louise underscore underscore underscore. Also my website, VickyLouise.com, again with V-I-K-K-I. And if you want to find out about Time Hackers, which is my lifetime coaching program, I teach you how to hack time so you can get years back. Um, you can go to vickylouise.com forward slash group. And I have a podcast called Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done. Yes, yes. And all of her links will be down below. So do not worry. And for the final question of this podcast, this is the question that I ask every single guest who has ever been on. So based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Like to even reiterate one of the things that we've said, it's like, just start. It doesn't get easier with time. It actually gets harder. Time gives your brain more opportunity to talk you out of things, to think of the worst case scenarios and failures and all of that stuff. So I would say, like we said, for the task with procrastinating, it's the same with your dreams. Like if you know what you want to do or you have an idea of it just start wait like it's kind of like we expect to have all the answers at the start line of the race but once you start you get smarter like I didn't start time hacking when I started coaching in 2016. I love that so much Vicky thank you so much for coming onto the show today it was a pleasure I've learned so 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 much and for those of you listening I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.